It's Rebecca here with another episode of the Horse Podcast. Today we are talking to Spencer Wilton. Although starting in the world of eventing, Spencer turned to dressage in his 20s. He's won 13 national titles and with his partner in the arena, Supernova, helped bring home Team Silver at the Rio Olympics in 2016 and Team Bronze at the World Equestrian Games in Tryon in 2018. As a trainer and rider, Spencer comes up with the best exercises and lots of them. In this interview, he breaks down his process. We talk about what the hardest thing is to achieve in dressage, the importance of transitions and discipline, as well as trying to balance your training and test riding at home. And we also touch on how dressage is evolving. Spencer also delves into mental preparation and his crazy lead up to the WEG at Tryon, which was really interesting actually because sometimes you just don't realize what's been going on behind the scenes when you see that perfect combination step out at the big shows. And speaking of shows, what does Supernova think about prize givings? And why is Charlotte just so annoying? And also, please accept my apology. Um, We were actually eating lunch during this, so sorry, and I hope it's not too distracting. Here's Spencer. So how long have you been coming out here for now? A year? Uh, Yes. Okay, so this is like your second time. Third. Third. Yeah, so I came out uh, November-ish. Um, for, I was out for nationals the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really exactly, yeah, it's almost exactly, whatever. Yeah, and then in the spring this year, Yeah. and then, or my spring this year, beginning of this year, and then this is the third time. So, um, have you seen, what have you seen, a bit, basically you've seen a little bit of us. Is there any standout things that people, like you're talking here for instance, and maybe this is a one-off, you know, like the shoulders are too close to the track, or... Maybe it's not. There's not enough outside rain going on, or do they have an understanding of that? Do you think there's anything? Or is, I know it's pretty general globally. I know you can't. Like, um, I don't think. Or... <coughs> I don't think there is anything uh, that stood out. You mean you mean something that stood out throughout across the board? Yeah, uh, that's, I know it's rare, but sometimes. Not not really. No, I think wherever you go, it doesn't matter whether you're in Australia or it doesn't matter what country you're in. Yeah. Um, the, the idea of riding uh, off off the track I'm always trying to encourage people to do and mm-hmm. I, wherever I go I never see enough people riding off the track okay. um, so but apart from that I think it's pretty it's kind of pretty general with the with the faults or the things that you're trying to improve and get them to get them to develop yeah so um, do you sit a, a, awake at night just coming up with exercises putting together <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, um, hang on, write it down. Mm, it's quite but that's just years of training horses and coming up with well, stuff. I think yeah? when you, well, I think when you see lots of different horses with different riders, and you sort of, it, it's just, it's just working it out. It's working out what what the rider is capable of doing, yeah. and whether they're able to imprint a different feeling or a different way of going on the horse. Sometimes yeah. they, sometimes the rider just can't do it. Yeah. Sometimes the rider can do it, but the horse can't. Yeah. So it's just trying to evaluate the situation and see what you see what you actually you know see what you think you actually can do with them and yeah. sometimes i go down i go down a bit of a wrong path and yeah, get it yeah. wrong and you know the, try and get the riders to do something that they're not really quite ready or capable yeah. of doing but most of the time like i you know i'd like to think that i've done enough that most of the time i sort of try and get in the right direction yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and what like because you do see a lot of trainers who are kind of 
just forward and back, forward and back, maybe do a long side of shoulder in. Um, but you know, you make it pretty dynamic, but that's about moving the horse around, yeah, and getting, like you were talking before about getting control of the horse and everything, yeah? Yeah, I think mo most of the exercises or the way that I try and approach them is that the initial part of it is to gain control. Yeah. Once you've got control, then you can start using those exercises for either suppling or strengthening or conditioning or whatever. But initially, you've got to have control. control. If you don't have control, you can't do, you can't do it. Yeah. Um, and actually, a lot of the exercises, you know, you've got to have... Uh, the, it's very specific where the head is, where the neck is, where the shoulder is in, in relation to each other and the line that you're on. Mm -hmm. And all of that is about control. Yeah. Um, so within all of the exercises, even though eventually, hopefully they do equals suppleness and strength and engagement, all the rest of it, initially it's got to be about control. Control, yeah. And um, is there anything you see maybe in a training arena or a warm-up arena that you see way too much of, a lot of, or not enough of? Uh, I think like, a bit like the first question, you know, any, everywhere yeah. you go, I, ne I, um, I think the outside rein and the control of the shoulder is uh, is definitely across the board, yeah, and, and all through the le all through the levels as well. Yeah, um, I think it's the hardest thing to achieve. Okay, it's the hardest thing for most people to get their heads around, um, and and uh, and also to have the idea that the, that especially with the youngsters that they try and imagine that the shoulders are the steering wheel, not the mouth. Yeah, and it, it and that tr it, that's really hard to try and get that across to the younger ones. Mm. Um, well, and some of the older ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not mentioning any names. <laughs> <laughs> and what, um, is there stuff you don't see enough of? Like that no one, you know, people don't do, I know I'm generalising, yeah? No, no, like, it's all right. Don't to do it. Um, there's not enough transitions or there's not enough, mm. I don't know. I think. It may not be a standout. No, I think, I, I think, uh, generally people don't appreciate that every transition counts. Yeah. And every corner counts. Corners count, yeah, definitely. But um, every transition counts. Yeah. And you see, you know, things like, it's happened a few times today, but it just depends where you are in the session as to whether you can correct it or not. But, you know, if you say, okay, have a walk, have a break, they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> collapsing down into yeah. a walk. And yeah. it's difficult, you know, if you, obviously if you're on a horse um, that's maybe a bit tired or a bit fatigued from work or uh, you're on a young horse that can't actually do a brilliant canter to walk, um, then it's always safer to go through trots to get to walk rather than there's no point in doing a bad canter walk just for the yeah, sake of getting there getting a canter walk. so that's what people you know that's what i sort of think people that it's keeping their focus up the whole way through a session yeah. regardless of yeah. where they are in the session yeah. um, and and understanding that actually the whole it's such a responsibility training a horse you know if you let one thing slip at one point then why aren't you good why should they then understand that when you go into a test that they have to be a hundred percent on the yeah. on the mark yeah so so it's that level of discipline um is uh yeah i think that's key really yeah. key concentration absolutely yeah absolutely do you think people are just some that people is naturally like that? i mean you can always train that can't you absolutely i think and the other thing is that you know when you get to when you get to um, actually go through the boards and ride uh, your test, mm. everything has got to be on like on the mark, hasn't mm. it? So if you aren't able to reproduce that or get anything near that at home, you're certainly not going to be able to go out and produce it in a test situation. Yeah. So I think also with training, it's like a 
most of the time when you're not in a competition kind of mode, um, you know, you're always trying to create the perfect moment to do a transition mm. from um, the perfect moment to ask for a change, the perfect uh, preparation for a counter pirouette. And you can use circles and you can come again and you can do this and you can do that and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, you're, you're creating that per perfect moment to try and program the horse yeah. into understanding what the preparation is for all of these yeah. movements. But then when you come to competition time, you have to then start to think, okay, well, we can't create the perfect moment. Now, we, now it it's got to happen at the letter. Yeah. And so balancing that up yeah, in training okay. is quite difficult. Because yeah. if you do too much of one and not the yeah. other, it doesn't work. Yeah. So would you... Um, God, these grapes are good. I know, they are, and they're seedless, even better. Um, would you suggest, I don't know, people training on their own a lot and everything, would you do a lot of test riding? Or mm. maybe you ride test riding once a week, but just work on the quality in between, or every session, you know, you make sure you ride a half pass from... Mm. Whatever, but. I think it's when you get up to I mean I don't know how the test system works over here but certainly once you've got to pre-St George level yeah. um, and there is only one pre-St yeah, George yeah you don't want to keep riding it well no I think the opposite oh, yeah oh, really? no I oh, think okay. I think personally I think test riding is really really important okay because if you it's a bit different when you're building up to a competition because mm. it doesn't matter who you are but if you know, let's say you've got a competition two weeks on Saturday, yeah. like mentally, even without realising it, you're kind of gearing yourself up to it. But if you're in a training session and somebody says, OK, let's ride through the test, it's like, oh, my God, really? And suddenly you feel like somebody, somebody's whipped all your clothes off and you're completely <laughs> exposed to the elements and completely unprepared. Yeah. So it's not that you need to sp spring it on people, but test riding at home is a very, very different environment to test riding at competition. Okay. And in a, in a funny sort of way, I think it almost exposes you more yeah, okay. at home yeah. because you're not psychologically, you're not in competition there. gear. Yeah. That's if you have a competition gear. Yeah. So if you don't have a competition okay. gear, it doesn't really make okay. much difference. <laughs> uh, but definitely, I think test riding is really, really, really important mm. and, and doing it over and over again. Yeah. Because it's knowing where... And uh, I, I know that the horses start to anticipate and I know that the higher up the levels, mm. it becomes more apparent that the horses really do need to know where they're going and what they're doing. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult, okay. you know, if you're riding at novice elementary level and I don't know about over here, but we have about, I don't know, 10 different novice like, tests yeah, we oh, only right. have three oh okay oh okay so we have god knows how many so we never know what we're doing okay from one you know test to the <laughs> next <laughs> exactly so but i do think if you if you've got a, a championship coming up or a bigger competition then certainly at least okay. two months before you need you know to you really need to start riding through the test and so that's what you would do yourself, yeah? Mm. That would be and it's, it's really experiencing that feeling of being exposed. Yeah, okay. And, no and knowing how you can, ha knowing actually how you manage it in your own head. Okay. And how you then transfer that through to the horse. And I think that's, that's a, a process that is, is a complex process. And yeah. unless you keep doing it, you don't really work out how to achieve it. Yeah. Do you um, think external helps? I asked Laura Graves once if she had mental help. And I didn't mean mental her. help. <laughs> she said, "Why do I think? Do you think I need it?" <laughs> I think it can help. I mean, I. Do you need it? I've been really fortunate in that yeah. um, I enjoy competition environment. Okay. Like I like being under pressure. Yeah. I like feeling under pressure. 
Um, so I, I don't, I'm not, wouldn't go as far as saying I thrive on it, but I definitely like that aspect of it. Um, if you, are, you know, if if you're crippled by nerves, yeah. then obviously having some kind of mental help, as you put it, <laughs> <laughs> is mental health, is mental is I think really, really, really good and really important. Yeah. Because. You know, you can't let your nerves... You, you have to be able to manage your nerves. And, of course, everybody gets nervous or apprehensive or whatever you want to call it, but it's it's being able to know how to manage it and not let it... Allow it to happen, but not let it, you know, yeah. overrun you. Is it hard of those big shows when you're hanging around for, like, um, sometimes it, days? Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, uh, how do you entertain... Well... Well, no, it's not... It, you just kind of get used to being in, in that sort of a mode, being able to hopefully switch yourself off and... Okay phones are great because yeah. you can play scrabble or you know backgammon or whatever it is you like um so um but i think i've been quite fort well not fortunate but relatively fortunate enough to have been in uh stressful slightly stressful build-ups yeah. this year was terrible okay uh and um so and and, and sometimes i think you need to kind of experience not the perfect storm yeah you know to 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 know how that you can manage it and control it and deal with it exactly i mean this year i didn't know because supernova was injured all spring Mm. um and i rung up the selectors and normally i ring up the selectors and say where do you want me to go okay what do you want me to do and then this year i had to ring them up ring them up and say uh hi guys i'm really sorry but this is all i can do Wow. This is the, these are the shows I'm doing, and that's it. Yeah. To, you know, if it's good enough for you, then that's great. But if it's not, you need to tell me now. Okay. So they said yes, that's fine. So having not, I'd, I ha- actually hadn't ridden through the whole test before I did Hartbury, right? Because he was, I was really up against it because he just wasn't fit enough. Yeah. He wasn't really strong enough. Yeah. Um, and actually, no, that's a lie. I did ride through the test once. Um, but I knew that I had to go there and I'd given myself the goal of getting above 74%. And I knew that if I was going to have a chance of selection at that late stage and only be doing two shows and them only being in Britain, that I would have to get a good enough mark. And that was an... In- I didn't know if I could do it. Like, okay. mentally, I didn't know if I could do that. I didn't know if I could, under that kind of pressure... Pull it off. I didn't know that I- if I could do that, which is a weird... which is a weird mental kind of state to be in. As a, as a build-up. But then it must be also, moving forward, walking out of the arena at Triumph, feel pretty... Absolutely. Oh, I did the whole thing. Like, I Absolutely. went through that whole process. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what I mean by, you know, when you experience things like that, you have to be able to kind of hold on to the positives from it and then be able to then move forward and use it to your advantage at a later date. Later date. So, for me, this year was an amazing kind of personal achievement in that... Not not just that I got to try them, but, but I was able to do what I needed to do. Yeah. Because I didn't think... Well, I didn't... It's not that I didn't think. I just didn't know no. if yeah. I could. And then uh, and then the added, you know, getting there and being kind of crippled with my back and not able to run even run the horse up because I was so lame. Oh, really? Yeah, it was terrible. What's wrong with your back? Um, I got three bulging discs. So how do you... How, okay, so obviously there's... And this is just elite sport, any sport, I guess. You've got to manage yourself. Well, it's worse with riding because you've got to manage yourself as an athlete and your horse as an yeah. athlete, yeah? Yeah. So 
you don't have to tell well yeah go on tell us <laughs> what do you do for both or right. all your horses like you know what would be a daily training or a weekly training practice for your horses for the horses or and you or do you oh well no i well what uh, both actually so basically i in at the beginning of this year i'll do me first and then the horses at the yeah. beginning of this year i thought i need to do something because i'm 45 I'm, I don't do any other exercise apart from riding and, you know, I need to do something. So I started running, which is oh, okay. agony. Yeah. Uh, but after about four months, I was like so into it. Really? And I lost a stone and I felt amazing yeah. and all the rest of it. And then when my back went at the, mm. in the beginning of July, actually at Hartbury. Oh, right. I, I was like, I had to stop running then. I couldn't, I couldn't, I could hardly walk, let alone run. And I haven't done any exercise since okay. July. Um, I had an epidural three, four weeks ago, which hasn't worked. And so basically I've just been on a huge, a huge dose of anti-inflammatory and painkillers from July until about three weeks ago. And then three weeks ago, I went and saw a different doctor and they took me off all these anti-inflammatories and they put me on these nerve uh, inhibiting drugs oh, or something God. like that. So. Um, which are, which are much much better. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not pain free enough. Uh, basically, I've got they've got to try and get me pain free, and then I've got to do really really um, extensive physiotherapy mm. to try and get everything. Because one's bulging to the right, and two are bulging to the left. Oh, so you've got to stabilise it all. Yeah. So. so teach Pilates, uh, ex exactly. But, yeah. So that's been, that was a massive challenge. I mean, when I was hob literally hobbling around at Tryon. I was like, what? So how do you ride in that state? I mean, obviously you can uh, take... Yeah, stuff, I mean, it does, it's... It, it, I mean, oh, the, that, you know, I was so lucky that we had the team, a team doctor there, yeah. a team physio, so I was having physio okay, once, twice yeah, a day. Okay, yeah, that's good, yeah. But it wouldn't, you know, it helps to alleviate, but it's, at the end of the day, the discs are pressing on nerves, and so it keeps coming back. Right. And actually, at that point, I hadn't... Um, I actually, I had had an MRI scan just before I went to try on, about two weeks before try on, and they were umming and ahhing about giving me an epidural before we went, uh, and they didn't want to because it was a bit close to flying and they didn't right. know how I would act, re react to it, so they didn't do it. Anyway, then I got back from try on, and um, I mean, I was my left calf muscle when I got off the plane. In, in uh, on the way to try on was just in a in a spasm that I couldn't I couldn't walk I mean literally I couldn't walk it was horrendous and then poor Carl had to take the reins and and trot up Neville which you know trotting up anybody's horse especially at a World Games yeah. is such a responsibility yeah. um, anyway he's 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 good under pressure <laughs> <laughs> he's done it before yeah so um, but yeah it was it was a big big God. challenge so again you know kind of the, the build-up was horrific and not as we wanted it to be at all far from it um, and then again I, I kind of said to myself look I really if I got 74% I would be over the moon that I've done yeah. What I need to do, yeah. um, and thank God I did. Yeah. And and, and that, away the medal, like, and that was and that was that. Medal. Yeah. So it was it definitely I would say has been a really, really, really challenging year. But also at the same time, like you say, once you've gone through something like that, yeah. you've just got to take the positives with you. Yeah.
And how, how many horses have you got in your stable? Hardly any. <laughs> um, I had a big sort of culling, not yeah. literally a culling, but I... <laughs> Good. Um, no, I, I, I just found that I was ending up just having horses in for the sake of it. Okay. Not able to make any money because I was spending all day yeah, riding. Okay. And actually, obviously, the money is in teaching mm. if you... You know, because you've not got the, the big overheads. So I actually cut right down to five horses, one groom... Claire, who's been with me for years, who's amazing, mm. uh, and then I have part-time staff to cover days off, yeah. um, and it's a manageable amount, yeah. and I can just literally spend the morning riding, and then I teach in the afternoon. But I don't have a big setup, you know, like yeah. you know, Carl and Charlotte have different riders there, and they've got endless horses here, there, and everywhere, yeah. and it's not it's not like that at all. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm I've got a very nice coming seven-year-old mare. Yeah. Um, who's really, really lovely. Um, and then I, after that, then I've got a six-year-old. Mm. And after that, I've got a, well, five coming six. And then I've got a three, two, three coming four-year-olds. Okay, nice. And what would, because they're quite young, obviously. Yeah, maybe yeah. seven-year-old's getting a bit older. But how, what would, okay, maybe focus on the, because the babies, you know, you do a bit of work in your leaves. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But what would you, you know, how many times, a week, or even with Neville, you know, how many times a week would you work them? Or? Um, it depends a little bit what's going on, but like yeah. with Neville, for example, um, he... How is he now? He's good. I mean, he came back uh, and he he basically, he was such an, he is, and it's such a shame, he's such an idiot in the prize givings. <laughs> And I never do them on him because yeah. it just isn't worth it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the downside of winning a medal is you have to do a prize giving. Oh, God. So he was. It, it, it's just a It's just a nightmare. It's. It, you know, I do think with the horses that don't, aren't able to manage it. It's borderline cruel. Yeah. You know, it, it's putting them in a situation, and it's and big... and sometimes they some horses get used to it, but some of them just never do. And he just does. He's 15 now. And he's always been the same. Yeah. And he just he just forgets. There's no one there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, literally, you could probably bash him around the head with a baseball bat, and he just wouldn't even notice. Yeah. And, it, and it's horrible to see it's them like that. that. State, yeah. Because I spend my whole life trying to, you know, all the time that I'm riding him and training at shows or at home, trying to make him confident yeah. that he's not afraid of everything because yeah. basically he is. Yeah. And then I go and put him in the middle of that, which I, and I just think, and every time it happens of course i'm elated that we've won a medal but it's like oh, but it's oh, the flip side of it i know it's awful He's and trusting me and then i do this too i know <laughs> it's horrible and then and then he 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 just he just it, it once i got back on him and then we did the lap of honour and he was just a bit scary though isn't it he absolutely yeah. and then that bloody charlotte she's so annoying because she's trotting around, and she did this, I remember this, obviously, with the leg row, and she's now got the, the next one that's doing it, is that she can just trot around in an amazing extended trot with one hand on the reins, waving to the crowds. <laughs> and you're expected to do and the I, same. And you're I'm like, two. two reins. I've got this damn medal around my neck, which is... Hitting I'm you in the head. Flying around, I'm thinking, my teeth, my teeth. <laughs> Oh, the downside of winning a medal. And then you just I must have in champagne. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was. I mean, I, I, that has to be one of the real low points of my career uh, is not being able to do the special with him because I was. Yeah. I was so pleased with the Grand Prix, and it was, you know, he's notoriously difficult in the Grand Prix, and then he's yeah. nearly always better in the special. Yeah. Okay. And he was so 
you know, he wasn't amazing, amazing in the Grand Prix, but it was still 74%. And I did feel that the way that he was, that I, I could have gone into the special and gone at least another, at least another three or four percent, at least. Annoying. So not he wouldn't have I wouldn't have ever won a medal, but actually you know it just from a personal point of view it would I really wanted to do it, so that was gutting. But you know at the end of the day, from a from a team point of view, we did what we had to do. Yeah. We we got what we needed for, um, you know the 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 powers that be. Yeah. Um, and so that was the job that we had to do. Yeah. And what was would th- would that be with Neville the most challenging thing and how long have you had him for? Uh, uh, I got him when he was seven. Okay, has yeah. that been the most, what's been the most challenging thing with taking him up to Grand Prix? Has it been like, oh, uh, the changes are just a nightmare or it's that stress thing or he's been really easy or... Yeah, he's changed so much, like there's been go. different things that have been easy and like, you know, you set get one thing sorted and then you're working on something else and then something else falls apart. It's been a real... Yeah. Like a, an amazing learning process for me to 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 do that, and also I do think that the sport is constantly kind of evolving. Yeah. As in, you know, that th- there are so many now. You've obviously got the kind of Isabel that's up yeah. there. Charlotte's obviously about to be up there again, and you've got sort of two or three of the really really top riders yeah. that are a little bit untouchable. And then you know, five. Well, even six years ago the next group down there was only sort of a few that would be snapping at their heels and now there's like 15 right yeah. amazing amazing riders yeah. that all have lovely horses and yeah. that next group down that kind of sort of 70 sort of 73 to 76 yeah. percent those horses yeah. Yeah. they can fluctuate really easily yeah. and that, and, and there's so many of them now. Yeah. So, so it's so the sport has, I think, in a very short space of time, actually changed quite a lot. Yeah. So, from a training point of view, yeah, it's you're, you're ask you this. absolutely you have yeah. to keep evolving and, and trying to make things better and better and better because it, it's it is evolving. So, how is your training? I know you've got to go. Yeah. What, Sixty seconds. Yeah. That's fine. How has your training? How do you reckon your training's evolved or changed even over the past day? I think it's just, I think it is literally just making it more and more precise, more accurate, uh, as correct as you possibly can. Obviously, the thing is, doing all of those things when you're also trying to create an exciting looking trot or a powerful looking canter is really difficult. So it's, it's, it's a balance between, especially depending on what horse you're on, it's a balance between um, how much how much power and expression and, and, and electricity do you put in it balancing out you know okay we need to make sure that, that it's technically correct with no mistakes yeah. so that's like a constant juggling act tense, you know, like absolutely tense, absolutely so so that really is a real juggling act I, I think that and, and we're all in the same boat yeah. we're all yeah. in the same boat so but also I do think you know the last certainly from I think and we've got Charlotte to thank for this yeah. um, and obviously Carl yeah. um, that the, that it really needs to look easy yeah it has to look easy it has to look like you know you're all there enjoying yourself <laughs> not not like it was sort of you know in the old days when there was it was just too kind of brittle and mechanical yeah. and it was all about flashy this and flashy that it, it's got to look easy and the horse has got to try and look like it's actually enjoying doing what you're asking it to do not so easy to achieve. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right,